everybody. Welcome to the merge. We make sense of defense in an enjoyable way. Here's this week's lowdown. In case you missed it, we unpacked the B21 program and fixed price development contracts. Check out the newsletter for the details. In that number, 75 to 110, Lockheed Martin expects to deliver between 75 and 110 F-35s this year. That's down from their 150 jet target. The reason is an upgrade called Tech Refresh 3, TR3. It's behind schedule, and specifically the software part of that upgrade is behind schedule. It was supposed to be done April of 2023. That was supposed to be in sync with when the jets roll off the line in July of 23, but because it's behind, the jets are getting backed up on the parking lot at Lockheed Martin, and they're expected to have over 100 F-35s sitting on the ramp waiting for this TR3 insertion. So brand new jets, and the shrink wrap still on them, sitting, waiting for the upgrade and then delivery to the customers. And for perspective, if you saw it in the newsletter, uh, that is enough fighters to rank number 25 in the world for an Air Force. In that number, 3X, German drone maker Quantum System has recorded a 3X increase in deliveries to Ukraine. Its last order totaled 300 drones. It's currently finalizing an agreement to set up a spare parts plant inside the country. On the radar, the U.S. is out of money for Ukraine. The U.S. stopped providing munitions because the money for replenishing those stockpiles has run out and Congress has yet to approve more. The U.S. has provided Ukraine about $44 billion in security assistance since Russia invaded in February of 2022. There is currently a $100 billion package that is combined with Ukraine and Israeli aid in Congress, but it's being stalled over political disagreements. As of recording this, there is a separate Ukraine-specific package totaling $61 billion that is in the Senate being worked right now. Here's our take. To fund or not to fund, that is not the question. <laughs> it should be, what is the strategy? Uh, what is the alliance proportional cost-sharing of executing that strategy? And then we can figure out how much do we need, when do we need it, and what are the things that we're going to provide? If you take the position of a binary funder to not fund, you're leaving out huge second third order effects across the industrial base. Uh, don't worry about that. We're going to be doing a podcast to unpack that very soon. The Army issued a solicitation for ideas on the next air defense missile for its IFPC program. That is a ground-based short-range air defense initiative. Increment one is using the AIM-9X. And so we would imagine the next logical conclusion for increment two would be the AIM-120, the AMRAM. Uh, you'd know all this already if you listen to one of our recent episodes on NASAMs, which is using ground launch AIM-9Xs and AIM-120s. Uh, Raytheon produces NASAMs. The IFPC initiative, I believe, is Lidos, and Raytheon is a subcontractor, which, which is why you see it looks very similar. The Air Force Special Operations Command, so AFSOC, the Adaptive Airborne Enterprise Initiative, A2E, it completed a capability demo in this They've used a single crew with a common control station, so not a uh, proprietary GCS, and they used one crew in one GCS to fly three MQ-9s at the same time. Now it's using, again, the government-owned control interface. This is milestone three of a five-milestone program. When the story hit, I think it buried the lead because uh, in that same demo, 
it's kind of a, a footnote. They also air launched two smaller drones off of an MQ-9 and then controlled them using a different ground station. Here's our take. The, uh, the demos are pretty cool. We like them, but uh, capability is what matters. And so it'll be curious to see how this plays out after the demos and after the simulators who want to see these demos all move on to other jobs. They said it, quote, nobody wants, you know, systems that increase the risk of miscalculation or that behave in ways that you can't predict. That's Mike Horitz. He's a deputy assistant, deputy assistant, defense secretary of force development and emerging capabilities. Uh, side note, your job title's too long. And he is uh, talking about the U.S. efforts to set international norms on the responsible military development of AI. They said it, quote, sometimes we have a tendency to overpromise and underdeliver. We need to flip to that where when we're intellectually honest, when we're honest with ourselves from a technology capability that we have agreed upon site picture of what's going to look like to deliver that capability. That's Rear Admiral Fred Pyle. He's the director of surface warfare requirements for the Navy. And that was part of a longer conversation about how frustrating it's been to see the development and fielding of directed energy weapons on ships. On to the save rounds. Here we go. The Air Force confirmed reports last month that named the five companies on contract to design collaborative combat aircraft, CCAs. That's the usual suspects. You have Bowen, Lockheed, and Northrop. We have General Atomics and then uh, Andril uh, via its Blue Force technology acquisition. The Air Force also reiterated a previous point made that Japan is going to participate in part of the CCA program. And that's the AI side, not the vehicle side. The Marine Corps is exploring non-traditional deployment options due to systemic amphibious ship shortages from the Navy. This is in relation to the MUSE and how the Marine Expeditionary Units rotate and deploy. Well, guess what? They need the, uh, the amphibious ships from, quote, the Gator Navy to do that. There is a ship shortage, and so it'll be curious to see how they deploy without the normal amphibious ship support. The DIU is hosting a summit this month on deploying and scaling autonomy. White Stork. Apparently, that's the name of a kamikaze AI drone startup that's in stealth mode right now. It got leaked to the press somehow. And that's being led by ex-Google CEO Eric Schmidt. The UK announced their F-35Bs are going to be getting Meteor air-to-air -air missiles and Spear 3 standoff munitions. Albedo raised an extra $35 million in an extended Series A rounds that bring its total raise to $97 million. It's trying to develop the world's first high-resolution VLEO platform. That's very low Earth orbit. Uh, they envision a satellite constellation that will give you 10-centimeter resolution. 30 centimeters is, is kind of the benchmark in LEO. So VLEO, much closer to Earth, much better resolution. Germany committed $1.3 billion for short-range air defenses using its IRST missile systems. Electra, which is part of the Agility Prime program for the Air Force, they just surpassed 2,000 pre-orders of its electrical short takeoff and landing aircraft. This, uh, this thing looks a little funny, but it takes off in about 30 to 40 miles an hour and about 150 feet. The Space Force awarded Lockheed, Martin, and Boeing 66 million contracts each to design a new narrowband communications satellite. These are the large school bus sized geo satellites. OpenAI, those people behind ChatGPT, they removed its ban on military projects and announced it's now collaborating with the Pentagon on AI-based cybersecurity technology. 
Aravel's Flex Rotor VTOL drone now has a heavy fuel engine. Heavy fuel engines are compatible with shipboard fuel, and so it simplifies integration on ships for Navy organic ISR. The Indian Army has developed an AI chatbot to counter honey trapping by spies. So it's a training app on WhatsApp. Georgia's Air National Guard received its first of eight new C-130J-30 Super Hercules from Lockheed Martin. Sweden is one step closer to becoming a 32nd member of NATO after Turkey's government finally ratified Sweden's membership. SOCOM is asking industry for options for an ESA radar to equip special operations C-130s. That's MC-130s and AC-130s. This is navigation and terrain radars. General Atomics flew the new MQ-1C Gray Eagle 25M for the first time. That is an Army program. Arlington Capital combined three businesses to form a new business and unveiled Keel, which is a new defense manufacturing company that's going to be addressing paint points in the shipbuilding industry. Orbit Fab, which is a refueling startup in clear space, an in-space serving specialist, announced a partnership for in-space refueling. The Pentagon estimates it spent $1.6 billion to date since the October 7th attacks on Israel, and it can't pay it because Congress hasn't passed a budget. South Korea started producing an indigenous drone that looks like the MQ-9. Red Sex and Lockheed Martin announced a partnership through the Small Business Association's Mentor Protege Program. NATO signed contracts worth $1.2 billion to buy over 200,000 artillery shells of 155 to replenish stockpiles that were sent to Ukraine. The Air Force tested a new drogue chute upgrade for the T-7 Aces-5 ejection seat. India's Army is, re is replacing its 3,000 mule transport fleet with logistics drones for a last mile delivery. HII won a $197 million contract to help develop the Pentagon's joint training synthetic environment. The Pentagon expects Ukraine to start employing F-16s by the end of the year. That's the end of 2024. The Heritage Foundation's annual military assessment rated the U.S. Air Force as very weak. It's the lowest possible mark the think tank gives out. Latvia is heading up a new drone coalition to help equip Ukraine. Milrem Robotics is providing 60 robotic combat vehicles to the UAE's military. Teledyne FLIR has a new cooled thermal gun sight that lets the shooter see the bullet in flight even without tracers. The video on this is pretty cool. Poland is close to buying MQ-9s from General Atomics after years of leasing. Speaking of that, the UAE is a step closer to a $3 billion deal to buy MQ-9s after splitting it from its F-35 approval from the State Department. Australia and Japan are partnering to research autonomous systems for undersea warfare. Taiwan extended its conscription to one year in response to the rising China threat. Edge Group unveiled three new autonomous platforms, including a logistics auto gyro that could transport 600 pounds, 250 miles. General Dynamics reported the highest backlog in its financial history. It's a $93 billion of backlog orders. Lockheed Martin came out and said that their economic impact uh, in the UK for the F-35 program is much higher than originally forecasted. Booz Allen Ventures made its first space investment. Latitude raised $30 million for a small launch vehicle development. 
The Army refurbished 1900 Stinger missiles once deemed unserviceable. Hungary is arming its infantry fighting vehicles with hero loitering munitions. Hermes is revealed they are now building their first quarter horse flight test vehicle, dubbed the Mark I. The Mark Zero was the ground test Ironbird that you may have seen in the media. Firefly's Alpha Rocket joined the, the NRO's launch provider pool. That's a big step for Firefly. Micros was awarded $49 million by the Pentagon to revitalize advanced semiconductor packaging capabilities. Blue Origin and SpaceX have both started work on cargo versions of the crewed lunar landers. NASA declared the end of the Ingenuity Mars helicopter mission after 72 flights after it was damaged by a rock. Datalink Solutions, which is a joint venture between BAE and Rockwell Collins, they were awarded a contract to provide small size Link 16 radios for airborne effects. So think swarming munitions and drones. And finally, Latvia is set to increase its defense budget by 70, 70% over the next four years, reaching $1.7 billion by 2028. Lowdown complete. See you next week. Yeah.